Welcome to Knitter Square. I'm your host, Leanne Hunt, and I hope you'll pick up your knitting and spend the next little while with me as we share that warm, fuzzy feeling that comes when we knit and crochet for charity. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 15 of season two of the Knitter Square podcast. Uh, as I record this, it's a beautiful warm afternoon in August. Um, it's actually been rather lovely the last couple of days because it hasn't been as windy as it usually is. The nights can be quite chilly because it really is still, um, we're coming out of the end of winter. But um, seasons are starting to change and I can tell because uh, the birds are more active in my garden. Um, we're seeing new um, bird varieties coming in. And some really lovely sounds of bird song, which I'm always um, very aware of. I love listening to the birds in my garden. Um, we have an apple tree in the front garden, which is beginning to bud. It's the first year that um, we're really seeing it in action because I put it in, well, I think I put it in a year and a half ago or so, but the first year it was very, very young. Now it's more established and I'm looking forward to blossoms. Hopefully that will um be the case. I've never had an apple tree before, but I'm always hearing about apple blossoms. So I'm hoping that my apple tree will have blossoms. Um, I could go on and tell you about all sorts of other flowers in my garden that are coming out with spring. But um, I want to just to reassure you after the the uh, couple of weeks of civil unrest that we had in July, things have really um, returned to normal here in Karting. Things are very much back to normal at the barn, except for, of course, the pandemic, because uh, we are all having to be socially distanced and wear our masks and uh, take care when going out on distributions. Now, <clears throat> I wasn't able to go to the barn this last Tuesday. Uh, I have workers working on my roof, actually, so uh, that was not possible. But like you, I did see on Facebook that... Um, the, there was quite a bit of post. They worked hard on, on uh, getting through some of the big parcels that had come in uh, full of squares. And um, that Wandi and Temba managed to do a distribution, I think, to Proteus South. So things are, are happening and it's good to see the wheels turning. Now, my guest today on the podcast is Joy Evans from the United States, and um, I hope that you're going to enjoy her interview. Uh, she has a very pretty southern accent. Uh, I enjoyed chatting to her about her knitting, and she talked about, um, uh, well, she said to me in her email when I reached out to her, she said, full disclosure, I only knit uh, garter stitch PJs, which of course are what we call plain Janes, the, the single color squares. But in the interview, she talks at length about um, how she gets everything to be the right size. Uh, if you are a new listener or you haven't um, visited the Knitter Square website, uh, do so because uh, if you are knitting for Knitter Square, we have a standard requirement for the size of squares. Each square needs to be 8 inches by 8 inches or 20 centimeters by 20 centimeters. Uh, you can knit in any um, stitch you want to or you can crochet. We don't have any um, objection to crocheting. Uh, but the um, it, it's just important that the sizes are um, the same because then it makes it easier for the volunteers when they open the parcels and unpack the squares. They can put the, the squares into nice 
color matched uh, bundles and uh, create really lovely uh, colored um, themes in their blankets. If the, the squares are very differently sized, then it's a struggle to get anything that is a beautiful design of color <laughs> and they have to just go for matching the sizes to try and get 35 squares of the same size to make up a blanket. Uh, obviously also uh, the texture or the weight of the squares is quite important bearing in mind that the squares are for children um, between the ages of about two and seven so nothing that's just too coarse or too heavy um, and if you do want to knit with very lightweight wool and have babies in mind we do uh, have a small section where we sort of gather the the baby blankets together and donate them to a hospital for the the uh, babies that are newborn uh, but as i say the bulk of our blankets are going to uh, children of preschool age and um, lovely bright colors and uh, picture squares and all that sort of thing are always very very welcome so joy is my my guest today as i said and um, i think i'm just going to go straight to that interview and i'll come back at the end with some um, news about my own knitting and uh, what we can look forward to Joy, it's it's lovely that you can join us. And um, I know that you are sitting in the United States. And when you sent me your email, it says that you are US Central Time. So whereabouts are you actually situated? Um, my husband and I live uh, in the state of Arkansas. I don't know if you've heard of it or not, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, which is in the southern part of the United States. And we actually live in the city of Little Rock, which is the capital of Arkansas. I can hear your accent. That's lovely. <laughs> and see, I can lovely. hear your accent too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you're in Little Rock. Is that a city or a town? It's a city. Okay. Yes, it's the largest city uh, in Arkansas. And it, it's the capital of our state. Right. Can you describe a little bit of what it's like? Um. I say, well, right now, and of course, you know, we're in summertime, August, which is usually our hottest time of year. The summers are very um, hot and humid. This week is especially hot uh, in the upper 90s, and the heat index is about 104 to 106. So uh, we're ready to get past this here. It is supposed to cool off just, um, you know, later this week. But then a couple of weeks ago, it was in the 80s. So the weather kind of fluctuates. But, um, you know, like I say, we sometimes we'll have long periods of rain and then there's nothing. So, um, but yeah, but right now, like I said, we're going through the hottest part um, mm -hmm. of the year for us. And geographically or um, sort of physically, does it have a flat, is it a flat part of the country or mountainous? We um, have, it's pretty mountainous, I would say, you know, especially in the northern part of our state. And, you know, we have lots of beautiful scenery throughout the state, you know, with mountains and um, lots of lakes. Uh, the fall is especially pretty because, mm -hmm. you know, the leaves will start turning. And um, so it, it's really a beautiful state. You know, my husband and I both have lived here all of our lives. Um, we've traveled around, but we always come back home here. So, 
<laughs> and your own home, is it sort of, um, do you have a house with a big garden? Um, what is the situation? Where, what is the location of your home? Uh, we live in a um, fairly large neighborhood. So, you know, we, we don't have a lot of land. Um, we just have a lot of neighbors here. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, one thing my husband and I have talked about is possibly downsizing now that our kids are grown and, you know, we're empty nesters and possibly moving out a little bit so we can have a little land. And um, that's one of the things we'd like to do someday is to be able to have a garden. But right now um, we have neighbors. Yes. <laughs> so, um, but we've enjoyed, we've lived here for quite a while. And we yeah. really do enjoy where we live. Yeah, sure. Joy, um, what is it like being a knitter in Little Rock? Well, you know, like I say, um, I, I don't know any other knitters here, you know, to be honest. Oh. Uh, I just started, um, you know, probably about four years ago um, when I learned about Knit a, you know, knit a Square. Mm -hmm. And um, so, like I say, um, I know there's other fellow knitters, but I haven't really... <laughs> Um, okay. haven't really joined a group yet so so you find your community and knitting online then yes yes mm, you know and exactly. I feel like I, I know you and Rhonda and Estelle and all these people just from you know being able to you know read on the forum so yeah so I feel connected um, with all of you and Isn't what we great? all love doing together mm -hmm. why don't you tell us a little bit about your starting out as a knitter I mean is it something that you've always done or is it quite a recent hobby of yours well um when I was a young girl my mother taught me how to knit and um so but I really hadn't done it since I was a child and it was probably about almost four years ago that I saw something online about knit a square mm -hmm. and so I went to the website and I was just so impressed with you know, what, what the mission of this organization is and, and how you can impact children's lives by just simply knitting a square. Mm. And so I thought to myself, well, I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, I went and I bought some yarn and needles and I, um, I watched a couple of YouTube videos because I didn't really remember <laughs> how to knit that <laughs> I got and I started knitting. Um, I will tell you that after, um, you know, I finished 35 squares, I remember, you know, I was so excited. And so I got them off in the mail. But uh, a few days later, I was reading on the forum, and I realized that I didn't sew in the tails. And, and I think they were actually closer to seven and a half inches than eight inches. So I'm sure I created some extra work for someone in the barn. <laughs> when they seen my first package but um but yeah I figured it out after yeah. that and and I've just loved doing it ever since well about that I mean we do get a lot of very strange strange looking squares and rectangles and things that come in yes. you know in amidst all the beautiful ones so it's things can be done with them it's not a problem but it's really great that you took the trouble to go on the the website and find out exactly what the specifications are because it certainly makes it easier for our volunteers if the 
the squares match in the right size. Well, and the thing is, you know, I'm a very detailed person. I mean, you know, throughout my whole work career, um, people have have laughed because I am a planner. I'm very detailed. So I was just appalled that I missed that little fact, you know, <laughs> <laughs> the first time. So now, so I measure my squares now, even today. Yes. I make sure that they are eight inches because <laughs> I certainly don't want to cause any additional work. Um, Joy, that's amazing and wonderful to hear. I, I mean, I, I've been knitting for Knitter Square for quite a while. And I must say, every now and again, I get um, caught out because I'll use a different brand of yarn. And I'll find out that um, it's slightly thinner. And then my, my squares with the same amount of stitches are smaller because just yeah. because the yarn is different. So do you really check um, consistently? I do. I really do. And um, this is probably just a little OCD for me, but um, I've actually ripped out, you know, <laughs> and mm-hmm. I have knitted an inch or more. And it's like, oh, that yarn was different. And mm-hmm. uh, so I will rip it out and I'll start all over again because I run the same problem, Leanne. It's, you know, it's like, oh, I, I had the right number of stitches, but the yarn is just enough different. Yeah. that it's causing it to be too big or um, too small. A couple, uh, couple of months ago, I finished a whole square and I don't know what happened. It was eight and a half inches. And I thought, I cannot send this. And so I was <laughs> ripping it all out again. <laughs> <laughs> I must say um, on that, I've, I've also done that and ended up with quite a large square, like nine or 10 inches, you know, completely <laughs> different because I forgot the, the correct number of stitches that I usually cast on. And then when it's so big and I've knitted so much, I can't, I can't bear to un- unravel it. So what I tend to do is I pick up stitches along the side and I knit around the square until it's the size of four squares. Because then it can, oh, can make like a panel to go in the middle of a blanket and it'll still fit in with all the other eight-inch squares. Oh, that is a great idea. I'm going to remember that. Yeah. <laughs> And um, Joy, you tend to like the PJs, don't you? The the plain Janes. Yes, you know, I'd like to say that's my specialty, mm. <laughs> our PJs. And and when I first started knitting, you know, I I thought, you know, this is such a basic square, you know, compared to the ones that I see on the forum. I mean, I'm just amazed at some of the picture squares and some of the, you know, intricate things. But then um, I remember this was early on when I started, I read a comment on the forum where someone said that PJs are the backbone of the blankets. Yes, And it's always stuck with me, you know, um, you know, and I agree because Mm. I really do. As I'm looking at some of the, you know, beautiful blankets there, you know, there'll be a beautiful picture, but then there's the PJs that are surrounding Mm -hmm. that blanket. And so that's why usually I don't see my squares on the, or at least I don't (laughs) recognize my squares on the forum, but I'm okay with that, you know, because, um, because I really enjoy doing that. Now I will say I recently taught myself how to knit the corner to corner diagonal squares. Mm. Um, I used the pattern that was on the forum out there. Uh, I had to watch a couple more YouTube videos to remind myself how to Mm. increase and decrease, but uh, I'm really enjoying the change. And so right now what I'm doing, I'm knitting some square, some corner to corner squares that are black on the half bottom half of the squares. And then I'm using different um, brighter colors on the top. So, you know, I think it's going to create kind of a pretty 
geometric effect, you know, for some those are so. beautiful. I've actually been doing some like that myself lately because I've seen how okay. effective they are in the blankets. Um, yes. Because the whoever's putting them together can then put them, um, can angle those lovely geometric, well, triangles, and then they really stand out. And the nice thing is that you'll also be able to recognize your squares on the on the forum. Yes, I'm hoping I do. You know? mm. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, but I'm really enjoying, you know, doing this. Service. So um, that's one of the things that I'm hoping now that I have more time that I can, um, you know, teach myself a little bit more. And mm. who knows, someday I may actually be doing a picture square. We'll see. Yeah. Do you um, post any of your, your squares online? No, I don't. And I probably should. Um, I go to the forum regularly, you know, mm. so I'm always reading about, you know, what's going on in the barn and the distributions and everything. But I haven't ever posted them because I thought, well, they're only PJs. And um, so I don't know, I might have to step out there and, and do that. Mm. So. Especially now that you're doing those corner to corner ones. Yes, yes, because I think they're turning out pretty good. So mm. I, I might have to do that, Leanne. <laughs> yeah. And the nice thing is you get a lot of encouragement on the forum. Yes. Yes, yes. Yeah. And that's so impressive because online, a lot of times you don't get that, you know, with different mm. sites and, and it's just so refreshing. I mean, everything is so positive. Yeah. You know, everyone's comments. And mm. um, like I say, I really do enjoy reading and um, I appreciate everyone, the moderators and everyone who takes the time to, mm. um, to post the pictures and, you know, get the conversations going because it really helps people, at least like me, um, to really feel connected yeah, with everyone. Definitely. And you said to me in your email that you really are passionate about the work of Nita Square, uh, reaching out to the children. Do you want to tell us about your motivation there? Yes. I mean, you know, I, I really have a, a soft you know, heart, place in my heart for children. And, you know, just as I have, you know, gotten older here, I guess I've realized, you know, that I just want to give more and more of my time to serving others. Um, I think I mentioned, you know, before our interview started that my husband and I recently retired. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that um, we were wanting to do in our retirement is to be able to spend more time serving in our church, serving through other organizations. And for me personally, you know, with Knit Square. You know, because of the impact that it really has um, on, on these children. Mm -hmm. And so, like I say, I just feel like, you know, that I'm a part of, you know, this bigger community that we all have the same common cause, mm -hmm. you know, that we're really trying to impact people's lives. And yeah. um, so, like I say, I'm very passionate about it. Um, even though right now I'm only doing my PJs <laughs> from <laughs> corner to corner. Um, but I see, I see how it helps these children and hopefully, you know, not only to provide warmth, but hopefully that they know that there's people that care mm -hmm. about them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and you, you say in your retirement, you want to do more. Um, mm -hmm. Do you want to just sort of tell us a little bit more about what it does for you personally in terms of mm -hmm. a feeling of purpose, maybe? Yes. Um, you know, my, my husband and I had very hectic jobs. I guess I'll back up a little bit in the story. Uh, we both worked for the um, a large uh, 
health insurance company here in Arkansas for the same company for many years. In fact, that's how we met. <laughs> and, you know, we've been married 28 years now here and have two grown sons. But, you know, we, we wanted to be able to retire while we're still in good health. And of course, you know, we do want to do some traveling, um, which we have, you know, a couple of trips planned. Ooh. But, you know, it's really serving others here. And, you know, things through our church. Also, you know, my husband and I actually started volunteering once a week at our local food bank and, um, and which really has been probably more rewarding for us than, you know, because we're sitting there sorting food Mm -hmm. and packing boxes for the elderly and, you know, things like that. And, you know, and I love it, you know, I mean, we both are just enjoying it so much, but um, you know, that, that's a lot of what we're doing too. And I guess I'll mention the other thing. And um, I think I shared with you an email that, you know, my husband and I are, you know, focused on staying healthy as well. Cause like yeah. I said, we wanted to retire while we're still in good health. And so we've been walking about three miles a day, um, you know, right. at least four or five days a week. And a couple of months ago, I started listening to the Knit a Square podcast as I was walking yes. <laughs> in the morning. Um, and, you know, it's just so wonderful to be able to hear from the volunteers in South Africa and, you know, the contributors around the world, because it really does help you feel, con- you know, connected with everyone. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just thank you and everyone that's involved, you know, in even, you know, creating these podcasts. I never thought I'd be on it, um, <laughs> but here I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, like I say, my, my sense of purpose, I think, was, you know, is just, you know, how, how can at this point of my life, how can I help serve others? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, like I say, we've, we've been very fortunate with um, our careers and, you know, things that we've done in the past and different skills that we've learned there that I think that we can reinvest into um, helping other people. Absolutely. Yeah. And it does give you such a rewarding feeling when you are doing something that is not necessarily taking all your <clears throat> intellectual power, but is, is something that is really practical. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And then finally, um, how are things where you are with uh, COVID? Is, are things in, improving? No, not really. Um, we're kind of going through another wave of COVID. Mm-hmm. You know, the cases are continuing to rise in Arkansas. Um, they're continuing to rise. There's, I've heard them say on the news just yesterday you know, that, um, you know, Arkansas has about 3 million people that live mm-hmm. here and we have 12 ICU beds that are available. Oh, oh my goodness. And, you know, and it's even, you know, affecting the younger people. And mm-hmm. in most cases, it's the unvaccinated. Mm. And so schools are about to start here next week. There's a lot of concern mm. about what's going on. Um, a lot of businesses, even the, the company that we retired from, the employees are still working from home. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I say, we're, we're going through another rough, rough patch now. Now I will say, you know, thankfully my husband and I were able to get fully vaccinated earlier this year. So we have felt more comfortable sure. getting out. Um, but still being cautious and uh, but even like the food bank where where we volunteer um, they've started requiring wearing masks again and you know so we're starting to see some of the changes that we went through last year can possibly be happening again here Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, you know so anyway but I know I don't know how it is in South Africa if y'all are you know dealing with 
a rise in cases or not. I mean, I know we're not the only ones. Yeah, we're, we're just over our peak in Gauteng. And um, I think in Cape Town as well, they're, they're um, past their peak. Uh, so it's, um, it's improving a bit. But I must say, everybody's still very cautious. We haven't yet finished all our vaccinations. Most of us, well, <laughs> uh, some of us are, are, are finished them, but um, the the people sort of who are like under 70, under 60 are still looking for their second vaccination, yeah, of the two. Um, so we're sort of in the middle of, of that process. Um, and certainly Rhonda is very cautious. You know, we are still wearing masks in the barn and that kind of thing. Um, yes. Or at least I am. <laughs> Yes, and, and I uh, probably would be too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's it's okay. You know, things are are we we've, we're feeling hopeful ab- about the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, but it's it's almost like a way of life now, isn't it? It's sort of we we just it less really is. less free yeah. than we were before. Yes. Well, and unfortunately, I think it's something we're going to have to live with. You know, mm-hmm. that it's not like one day mm-hmm. COVID's gone. Uh, it's going to be something that we're going to have to live with. And um, but you know, I'm, I'm just hoping and praying that we can kind of get through this this wave here, you know, especially before, you know, we'll be heading into fall soon here in the winter. Yes. And then you run into the flu and COVID. And, um, you know, like I say, it, it makes it rough. It really does as far as, you know, being able to limit what you're able to do. Mm. So. Sure. Well, I wish you all the best for that. But at least we've got our knitting to <laughs> to do if we're That's locked right. down. <laughs> That's right. Well, do you know, I'll tell you, last year, yeah, I know when we couldn't send anything for, for many months, mm-hmm. um, of course, I was working from home. And so I would work and then I was knitting. You know, we weren't going anywhere. We were even doing virtual church, you know, on, yes. online. And so by the time I was able to send some, I had five boxes of PJs to be able to send off to y'all. So um, so like I said, it was a productive time, even though we weren't able to to get out very much. That's fantastic. Well, we just so appreciate your involvement, your support, and your enthusiasm, Joy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like I said, and I want to tell you too, you know, just to thank you and all the volunteers in South Africa, you know, I'm, I'm just so impressed with your commitment and dedication to Knitter Square. Um, it's just so impressive. And all of you inspire people like me, you know, the contributors who are around the world, um, you know, to just spur us on to keep knitting and, and to support you financially as well, mm-hmm. because, you know, it is just such a tremendous organization and um, I'm I'm just proud to be a little little bitty speck of a part <laughs> with it. So thank you so That's much. Wonderful. Thank you, Joy. <laughs> Well, it sounds as if, like me, Joy has um, got hooked on the the joy (laughs) of diagonal squares or corner to corners. Uh, I certainly enjoy them. And um, I must say it's uh, rather fun, like she says, to do half the square in one color and half in another. As I speak to you now, I'm working on uh, another one of my corner to corner squares, just in a, a pretty banana yellow. 
and um, I've done several of these squares uh, in the yellow and in plain blue and then I've done several of them also in blue and yellow uh, mixed so we've got half the square in blue and half square in yellow uh, it does look very fresh and pretty and I think it's going to make for a nice blanket sorry about the noise at the door that's my little bulldog wanting to come in his name is Tolkien and in fact on that subject uh, you may be interested to know we've had um, all our dogs named after uh, poets and uh, authors in the past we've had Keats and Byron and Huxley um, and Dickens <laughs> And another little bulldog whom we called Kipling, although it was very unfortunate he didn't uh, live very long. Um, so this is Tolkien, <laughs> and I hope he doesn't make too much noise at the door. Um, we are expecting my daughter Tammy to come out very soon. She's uh, due to arrive here in South Africa in a day or two. And as I said to you before, I'm going to be uh, chatting to her on our next podcast episode. Uh, Tammy is a psychologist and she has um, a lovely way of expressing herself. Uh, she's not a knitter, but she does enjoy coming to the barn to see what's happening. And it'll be fun to um, renew some of that uh, enthusiasm that she has <laughs> about Knitter Square and uh, the, the work of, of um, knitting for charity. Um, finally, what I wanted to also add is that uh, on the last couple of podcasts, I've spoken about a blanket I've been working on. Uh, this blanket is an experiment um, and it's composed of a smallish rectangle in the center where I used um, crocheted squares, granny squares, uh, that were four rows across um, and four down, obviously. So small squares, and um, I joined them all together in an arrangement of seven by five, which is how we usually arrange the granny squares in a large blanket. This uh, rectangle I then um, surrounded with a row of, of black uh, in a sort of normal treble stitch, and then after that, um, using my, what I call magic balls, which are just balls of my scrap yarn, I've edged uh, around and around um, quite a deep edging uh, to achieve the right size for a knitter square blanket. I discovered something in the process which I find rather interesting. I only in these blankets ever use double knitting wool and I only ever use uh, a treble stitch. But... Um, for some very odd reason, when I uh, crocheted around the small rectangle in the center and the dimensions of the blanket to grew as I went along, what I found was that the edge was very floppy. And when I re reached the um, size of the full blanket, I realized after finishing off and laying it out that it almost created a frill. It was, it's not really a frill in that it's not very, um, exaggeratedly frilly but certainly the edges are more um, loose than I would have expected because as I say I'm not haven't changed my stitch I haven't changed yarn haven't changed needle size or anything I've just been going round and around and I fully expected that the tension would be the same on the outer edge as it was on the inner edge of the rectangle um, but it's not <laughs> so I subsequently started another blanket exactly the same with a, a rectangle in the middle 
um, but this time instead of doing my trebles with a stitch okay what do you call it a slip stitch I think in between a chain stitch I beg your pardon with a chain stitch in between the trebles I have left the chain stitch out so in a granny square this would normally make it very tight and probably buckle the square but because we are working on a much bigger um, shape I suppose uh, the, the actual rows are much longer um, it's not buckling at all it's actually sitting nice and flat it's not giving me that frilly effect that it did when I just um, put this, the chain stitch in between and I found that fascinating I'm not a geometry person my daughter who's a data scientist Lauren might be able to give me some sort of reason why getting larger and larger would um, make the tension seem looser <laughs> uh, perhaps I um, perhaps I needed to factor in some sort of geometry there not sure but whatever the case it's given me um, pause for thought and it's taught me a lesson about uh, assuming something that on a, on a small scale will, will translate exactly to a big scale because it doesn't <laughs> so um, just if, if anybody else is, has found something similar or is planning to do what I suggested in my previous podcasts, uh, take that into account because you might also end up with this sort of vaguely frilly edge. I think what I'm going to do is unpick that frilly edge on the first blanket and do it as I'm doing for the second blanket and leaving out that slip stitch or bigger one, the chain stitch between the trebles because I think that the result is going to be just a generally more firm blanket. Anyway, um, that's all from me for today. Uh, so take care, keep well, um, and I'll chat to you again in, in a couple of weeks' time. This is Leanne Hunt, Casting Off. You can find show notes at www.knit-a-square.com slash kas-podcast. Please tell your friends about this podcast if you've enjoyed it, and you can share links on Facebook, Twitter, and wherever your knitting friends congregate. Together, we are bringing hope to South Africa's vulnerable children, one square at a time.